This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now raise your paw if you can name that special heart dog in your life. I'm talking past or present. I'm betting you shouted out that dog's name quickly. After all, your memories with that canine pal remain strong and hopefully still bring smiles and even giggles to you. Mine was and always will be Chipper my husky golden retriever who lived to be about 14 years old. I really worked out a lot of vacuum cleaners with that dog in my life. So now, folks, I promise, with that introduction, this show is not going to be a doggy downer. Rather, prepare to be entertained by our special guest who has worked on Broadway. Heck, he's even a Tony Award voter, so be nice to him. And now he has written a book you must get your paws on. It's called A Dog's Life, a collection of humorous tributes celebrating man's best friend. Please join me in welcoming to the show Peter Bodio. Did I do it right? Bodio, like rodeo, right, Peter? Sounds good. <laughs> Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Arden. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, guys, in his book, Peter toasts to dozens of dogs with tributes, sure to make you laugh and even maybe drop a sweet tear or two. We will find out what inspired Peter to write this book and what sparked, believe it or not, his still ever-growing collection of Scottish Terrier objects after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Welcome to Fall and Winter. Now, this is a great time to take your dog on a hike in the woods, maybe go on a camping trip or a road trip. But just like us, changes in weather can actually impact the skin and ears of our dogs and cats. So if you got a pet who's scratching his ears, chewing on his coat or rolling in mud, help is here. Zymox. For inflamed and itchy paws and coats, you can use the Zymox topical spray. For itchy and irritated ear issues, you can use Zymox Enzymatic Ear Solution. And for baths, you can treat your dog or cat to Zymox shampoo and conditioners. Now, Zymox has been your pet's safe and trusted health ally for 20 plus years. So you can pick up Zymox at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, just visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Do it for your pet. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, as I mentioned, our special guest today is Peter Bodio. I love this. B-O-G-Y-O, Hungarian. He's really taxing me on my pronunciation. I was jokingly saying to him, geez, good thing we're not on a radio show, right, Peter? But you must go through this all the time with people saying, how do you say your name? So tell us your little trick. One trick is Bodio like rodeo, which isn't 100% precise, <laughs> but it's close enough and so much better than Bozo that I'm happy to take it. Well, you know, Bozo, he had a pretty good career, you know? And, uh, you know, so I'm laughing because all through school and now in uh, when you're doing things on and off Broadway behind the scenes, you must get a laugh when people pronounce your name. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I basically don't expect people to be able to say it absolutely correctly with Hungarian pronunciation. So I want some goulash after the show for sure. After this, Hey guys, Peter B has worked with many award winning uh, producers, directors, authors, stars, designers on and off Broadway. And as we mentioned, he is a self-confessed number one fan of Scottish terriers. We're going to talk to him about his new book called A Dog's Life, a collection of humorous tributes celebrating man's best friend. But I got to get right to this. Man, talk about your Scottish Terrier collection. What sparked it? And can you tell us, um, did you have to expand to a new home? I mean, are there little uh, rental spaces all over America with your collection? Let's see how it goes. Well, basically, at some point, I decided that I needed to be more eccentric. I needed to find a cause, Arden, and I'm passionate about Scotties. So I decided to collect Scottish Terrier objet. Objet. Uh, okay. That must be a whole caring for objects, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Did you have them as a, as a young kid? Did you have a Scottish Terrier as a young kid? I've grown up with a succession of, of Scotties most of my life. Wow. The first five or six during my childhood were all named Toby. And we didn't even bother to say Toby one, Toby two, Toby three. We just named them Toby. So you were like the George Foreman of the Scotty worlds, huh? <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, when you talk about Scotties, these are not little passive anything you say. I mean, Scotty's got some attitude, man, and they got some smarts. So tell us why you like that breed. I just love their character. They're they're a big dog in a small body, and I I make fun of that in. The obituary of my Scottish Terrier, Bilbo, yeah, which kind of started the book. We're going to talk about Bilbo in a minute, but can you just run down a few things that might surprise people that a grown man has in terms of Scottish Terrier paraphernalia? Oh, I, I have um, Scottish Terrier sheets. How romantic. Honey, we're putting out the Scottish Terrier sheets now. You know what that means. I have a very understanding wife. Yes. Is it pronounced Anna? Is that uh, right? Yes. Hi, Anna. We're just joking. Seriously. Okay. We have Scottish Terriers, slippers, salt and pepper shakers, uh, wrapping paper, candles, crockery, doorstops. Nice. Um, one of my prized possessions is a weather vane on top of our barn. Oh, wow. Which is a Scottish Terrier. It's not a horse and it's yeah. not a rooster, but it's a Scotty. Is uh, your house painted in, in Scottish colors, Scottish Terrier colors? 
No, it's okay. just just accessorized. Accessorized. So you're an easy dude to buy for, right? Maybe when people are trying to think of something to get you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So in your book, which I really love, I, I, I read it last night. He sent me a copy, guys, A Dog's Life, a collection of humorous tributes to man's best friend. Each one is like, I don't want to use the word obituary. So let me get into this first. You know, Mo Rocca from CBS wrote Mobituaries, and they're more about humans. I'm saying Peter Boggio is writing about our best four-legged pal, our dog. So these are not mobituaries. These are not obituaries. How would you describe them? Well, to be honest, they are obituaries. And, and my original subtitle for the book was a collection of humorous obituaries celebrating men's best friend. But with the rise of the COVID crisis, I worried that there's so much death that, that people might be frightened away. Yeah. And so I, I changed the word obituary to tribute, but it's really just the form I use to pay tribute to these dogs, all of whom are, are real dogs. These aren't made. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to go through a few of them. I used to work as a newspaper reporter at a daily member when there was real news. <laughs> and uh, one of my friends left the Sun Sentinel to go to the Washington Post and his full-time job, Matt Schutels, is writing obituaries. And there is quite an art to it because it isn't that the person blah, 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 age, blah, 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 died, blah, blah, blah. He survived by blah, blah, blah. No. Tell us how you defined an obituary and how it relates to man's best friend. Well, I think it's an opportunity in a very concise form, maybe one to two pages to try to paint a portrait of a being's life and to capture their essence and hopefully to also celebrate their life. Well, let's talk about celebrating Bilbo because in this is not a what inspired you, it is a who that inspired you. So share a little bit about Bilbo, the late great Scotty. Well, thank you. He was our, our beloved Scottish Terrier. He was with us for 10 years, which is not as long as it could have been, but it was certainly 10 wonderful years. And he went everywhere with us. Uh, he was a great companion and he was loyal and loving and stubborn as any, as any good Scottish Terrier needs to be. Did he ever hobnob with any other Scotty um, celebrities, like maybe the Bush dog or George Bush's dog or anything like that? No, but he had a kind of unique opportunity. We have a home in, in the Hudson Valley Okay. where Hyde Park, New York is. And we went to a lecture once about the Roosevelts and brought Bilbo with us and tied him up outside. And it just turned out that one of the park rangers from Hyde Park was attending. And this was, I guess, almost four years ago. It was approaching the last presidential election. And the ranger approached me and said, you know, every election year we do a recreation of a Roosevelt and Hyde Park tradition, a torchlight parade that starts in the village. People are literally carrying torches and they, they wind up at the foot of the Roosevelt home in Hyde Park. And, and you're talking about Franklin, not Teddy, Franklin, right? Yes, I'm sorry, Franklin. And, and this, of course, started in, in the 30s. Mm -hmm. And then Franklin used to come out and come out onto the porch of his home. And ideally, if he won, he would then give a sort of speech to all the people. So they recreate this with actors playing nice. Franklin and Eleanor, but they need a dog actor to play <gasps> Franklin's famous Scottish Terrier, Fala. 
Fala. Yeah, there isn't in the Washington uh, Monument to FDR, isn't Fala with FDR, but Eleanor, where did she go? <laughs> Eleanor's not in that sculpture. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Freud would have to say about that. I don't know, fellow one, fellow one. So tell us about Bilbo. What happened? Well, the park ranger slash talent scout oh, yep. approached me and said, "Would would Bilbo be interested in portraying Fala during this pageant?" And you know, he and I conferred. I, I was his agent, and we said absolutely. And so he had a grand time. And uh, one of the things I have fun with in in his obituary, everything I write about with the dogs is based on fact, things the owners tell me. But sometimes as a writer, I then have to exaggerate or take it further to highlight it. So I, I invented pseudo rave reviews that Bilbo got portraying follow. Did uh, Bilbo say, all we have to fear is fleas itself? <laughs> Oh, that's bad. I'm sorry. That's bad. Now you know why the show is called Oh Behave. But <laughs> I bet I bet Bilbo was digging the role, don't you think? He had a great time. And in all modesty, the Rangers told me he was the best follow they had ever had. Wow. Now, see, proud dog dad. You know, proud dog mom. I'm not going to call you a mom because I'm a dog mom. You're a dog dad. So, I mean, I know great Bilbo is up in the heavens, but look at that memory that you have and and tell our listeners why this book is something they got to get their paws on because you just shared a great story about Bilbo. I, I mean, I never met Bilbo, but now I feel like I know Bilbo and the connection that you have. Well, thank you. You know, the exciting thing about this book is it really is kind of an accident. I didn't start out intending to write a book of dog obituaries. My beloved dog died and I felt the need to write a tribute to him and his life. And it wound up taking the form of an obituary. I'm not even quite sure how that happened. But I, I tried to find as much humor as possible in his life and to put that into the obituary. So even though friends who read it afterwards said, you know, they, they laughed, they laughed a lot. It, it wasn't deeply depressing. It was, right. it was a tribute with humor. And then I was encouraged to write more, which was kind of a surprise to me and to see if I could write a book. And ultimately I felt that this book was Bilbo's parting gift to me, it was his gift to me. Wouldn't have happened, but for him. That sounds good. Hey, everybody, we're speaking with Peter Bodio. That's right. B-O-G-Y-O. -O, it's Hungarian. Take it on, guys. If you can pronounce it better, that'll be our giveaway. Just teasing. But he's he's written a wonderful book. It's called A Dog's Life, a collection of humorous tributes celebrating man's best friend. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to learn about Moonlight Gadiar, I guess, Lucy, Honey, and maybe if we have time, Sophia. So these are all great canines. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pause up, everyone. This is Arden Moore, your host on the All Behave show. I am so happy to yap about a new product my dog Kona got. It's called Pet Treater. Pet Treater? What's Pet Treater? It's a gift box. And it has lots of cool things like interactive toys and all natural treats and yummy, yummy, yummy other surprises. Kona is my terrier mix, as you guys know. I call her Ice Cream Kona. 
And when that box came, she was just tail wagging and grinning from ear to ear. And it isn't just for dogs. If you got a cat or other kinds of pets roaming around your house, please check out Pet Treater because they'll tailor make a box for your pet. And they take into things like, uh, does your dog or cat have any allergies? Is it a big dog or is it a little dog? So all it costs is a subscription starting as low as $15. And you and your cool pets will get to unbox new surprises month after month. And if you're good with the camera and you're proud of your pet, you can also connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. How easy. Just go to PetTreater.com. This is important. Use the coupon code OBEHAVE. And guess what? You're going to get 50% off the first month of your subscription. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code OBEHAVE and you're going to save ka-ching! Well, that's it for me. Kona's looking at me in the Pet Treater box. She wants to dive into some of these goodies. Pause up. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hey, I'm Bill Berloni. Tune in to the Old Behave Show, hosted by Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Woof! We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm feeling like I got to get me a Scottish Terrier now, or at least uh, wear more plaid, right? Because our special guest is Peter Bogdio, and he has written the book, A Dog's Life, a collection of humorous tributes celebrating man's best friend. And of course, one of his all-time favorites is a Scotty named Bilbo. I'm laughing because I'm recording the show in my tiny house in my backyard in Dallas, and we're using Zoom so Peter can take a peek at my tiny house, which is called Ard's Den. And he's already scoped out my dogs, Bujo, little Emma, who's hiding. She's only nine pounds. And watch it when I call her name, Kona, 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 Kona. There goes the ears and a couple of cats. So when you saw me on screen, Peter, I know I'm just so stunning that your eyes had to be driven back and look toward the dog. So tell us about the love you have, not just for Scotties, but terriers in general. Well, I really love all dogs, mm-hmm. um, but I have a special fondness for, for terriers. One of the things I, I say in my book is that they grapple their entire lives with deep psychological issues of being transstatured. And Ooh, that's hurting my head, man. What do you mean? <laughs> well, when I had my, my manuscript copy edited, the copy editor made a note and said, you know, I've looked up transstatured and I, I can't find that word in the dictionary. And I said, that's because I made it up. It's a joke. People are always talking about transgendered where someone feels yeah, yeah, transgender. Yeah. Well, yeah. Scottish Terriers are transstatured. They, they believe they are big dogs that have cruelly been trapped in a small, stocky, stubby dog's body, but they identify as big dogs regardless of their appearance. I'm going to send this word to all my animal behaviorists. You might just be on to a new word in the Webster Merriam Dictionary, transstatured. I like that. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm very fond of it. Do you want I to thank a, the Academy or the Tonys for that? <laughs> I, I, I also re- refer to height envy. 
Oh, I can definitely raise a paw on that one. Okay. I have a very tall radio voice, but uh, I'm not of tall of stature. So I think I should be a, a terrier maybe in my next life. Would you like to be a terrier in your next life? Yeah. Well, maybe you were a terrier in your former life. That's true. You don't know. You don't know. Well, anyway, let's get to it because I don't want to talk about every single dog that is honored in these tributes. But I'm telling you guys, it's a fun read. And it also makes you want to call your dog over and have them with you as you turn the page. And uh, I guess I want to start with Moonlight Gartier. Is that the right pronunciation? Gautier. Gautier. The Black Standard Poodle. I liked that you said this dog is akin to Will Rogers. Explain. Oh, uh, I, one of Will Rogers' most famous statements is, I never met a man I didn't like. And, and Moonlight was very loving and loved people. She's one of the dogs that I actually did know. Oh, okay. As the project grew and I needed more and more dogs to profile, you know, friends of friends recommended me or led me to dogs. So there were many dogs in the book that I never met, which was challenging, but Moonlight is, is one of the dogs that I knew fairly well and was very fond of. And um, she just loved people. Well, she also is unlike uh, my dog, Kona, whose nickname is Ice Cream Kona, because she's very nice, nice Kona. Kona sees a food bowl and Kona goes, <laughs> but Moonlight, I guess she was a very polite nibbler. Well, you know, she, she was a, a form of French poodle. So she had very <laughs> yeah. la vie. lovely French manners. She was, I say that she had delicatesse. I could see her with a little uh, napkin tucked in the collar, you know, nibbling and then remarking to the host, mm, this kibble today is just bon appetit, bon appetit. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now let's go to a pug from Nova Scotia. I'm talking about, you called this doggy an island hopping pug, Lucy Shepard Harkins. I love how they all have like full names and hyphens if it's, you know, different folks that are their pet parents. So tell us about Lucy because I'm sad to hear this because smoking chain smokers really did a number on poor Lucy. Yeah. Lucy was a wonderful pug. I, I never knew her, but she belonged to a uh, college roommate of mine. Okay. And uh, I had a lot of fun with that because what I realized, Arden, particularly with dogs that I hadn't known, I really had to try to understand them and get inside their heads. And right. so eventually I realized I needed to create a questionnaire that I could send to the dog owner that asked the sort of questions I thought would help me get to know a dog that was no longer here and I had not known myself. And in this case, the roommate didn't really tell me an awful lot about the dog, but more about himself. So I kind of took aspects of him and projected it onto the dog. Uh, this roommate is very sociable. He likes to throw parties. I remember in college, he always had a huge punch bowl of mystery punch. <laughs> I, I kind of transferred all these traits onto his dog and, and made, made Lucy the Pearl Mesta of, uh, of Pugs, a great party giver and hostess. And I said, people vied for invitations to her cocktail parties. And so, so you said something like in a fun way that maybe if we asked her, Lucy would have said my favorite show at the time was sex in the city. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. That says it all. All right. I have to get to, there is a Sophia. I love it. It isn't just a Pomeranian folks. This is a honey colored Pomeranian 
who has appeared at the Lincoln Center, the Kennedy Center on TV. And right now we have a six degree of separation, you and I, Peter, because Bill Berloni, the dog trainer on Broadway, he's a friend of ours and he's also been on my show, Oh Behave. So oh. tell us about Sophia, because thanks to Bill Berloni, uh, this is a prancer on hind legs. Sophie belonged to the eminent choreographer, Martha Clark. Okay. And she was originally acquired when Martha had the idea to adapt a number of Chekhov short stories into, Martha pioneered a form that has been called theater dance. It was kind of a, a mixture. It wasn't just dance. I think it was heavy into storytelling. So one of the Chekhov short stories she chose was The Lady with a Dog. And so she needed to acquire a dog for this piece. So she wound up searching for and adopting Sophie from a pet store in Connecticut. And then Bill Berloni, who is the preeminent oh, yeah. <laughs> animal trainer on Broadway. And not, of course, not only of dogs, but, but he does primarily dogs, I think. But he's right. trained birds and donkeys and you name it. So Sophie was a huge success in this piece. And the piece was done at Lincoln Center and it was done at the Kennedy Center. And it was eventually filmed for the great performances series on national television. And um, she became kind of a soulmate of, of Martha Clark's. Martha wow. took Sophie with her wherever she went. And uh, so one of the challenges in writing the book is that I had to try to make each obituary somewhat distinctive and unique. I didn't want, couldn't say the same no. thing 25 times over. And, and part of that was finding a different way to end each obituary. So uh, with Sophie, since she had been uh, a performer and loved being in the spotlight, I decided that she would end her days in the actor's home in Englewood, New Jersey, with her scrapbooks on her lap, eager to show anyone, any poor unsuspecting person who wandered by to show her. Wow, show that's her good. Clippings. Well, that's a good tribute. And I know what you're saying as a, as a reporter of 20 years for newspapers and now doing this show for 13 years and writing, I've written a number of books. You don't want to sound stale and you don't want to sound formulaic, right? Exactly. That's, yeah. that's the challenge. In fact, in the beginning, when I was encouraged to write a book, which I had never intended to do, so it was a surprise to me, I wasn't sure if I could do it. I wasn't sure if I could write about other people's dogs whom I hadn't known intimately and loved deeply. I didn't know if I could come up with enough variations to make up a book, even a little book. And I finally reached a point, Arden, where I said, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission to try. I'm going to take it one obituary at a time, and we'll see where it goes, where it leads to. Maybe I'll fail. Maybe after three or four, I won't be able to think of anything else to say, but it's okay. Just give yourself permission to do it. And um, I think I finally got to 23 and felt, I think this- You got some there. Well, I do want to share one more I want to ask you about, because this dog- for all you folks out there who have dogs that know how to definitely take things off your plate and then give you those sad eyes like, what, me? No, the cat took it. Um, there was this dog named Honey Bowditch, a shepherd mix. <laughs> and this, this shepherd mix actually loved cats like my doggies do, especially a kitty named Cosma. But besides being able to leap like a pogo stick, Tell us about what happened with a uh, honey and a box of fried chicken. <laughs> you go, honey. You go, honey. You're the dog. You're the dog. Honey apparently loved to eat and human food in particular. So one of the stories that 
her owner told me was the family, they, they had children, had, were going on a trip with the dog and they had bought a big box of fried chicken for dinner and they naively or perhaps foolishly, you know, stopped for lunch and left honey in the car with the box of fried chicken. Well, that's just lacking any kind of sense. Yeah. Okay. Very, very bad call. Anyway, honey not only managed to open the box and eat all the fried chicken, he also managed to close the back box up. So it was only when the family sat down for their dinner many hours later and opened the box that they realized it was empty. You know what? They saved on calories, right? Absolutely. That's what Honey was thinking. Hey, you know, let me help him out a little bit, get a little diet going here. I'll just take care of it. You know, one of my other challenges, I, I every obituary is accompanied by a photo of the dog. So you really right. can't see the dog. And these are dogs that are no longer here. So you can't, right. you right. can't retake a photo or stage something now. And I was able to get a wonderful photo of Honey licking her chops. Which yeah, perfect, perfect. So folks, we're talking to Peter Bodio and uh, the book is called A Dog's Life, a collection of humorous tributes celebrating man's best friend. I'm telling you guys now more than ever, our pets are really there for us as we deal with this uh, coronavirus. And I think each day that passes, the value of a dog or a cat or other companion animal is just on the rise because I think we'd go cray cray if it wasn't for our pets. Who's a pet in your life right now and how are you dealing? Well, we have a new Scottish Terrier named Dickens. Dickens? I love that. Um, And it's very funny because a lot of people assume he's named after Charles Dickens and they sort of give him this great literary aura. But, but really, in our minds, we were thinking he's a little Dickens. and That's, that's a polite way of saying, you know what? Yeah. And um, we waited six months after Bilbo passed away before we got another dog. And then I, I finally realized it hit me that we were so sad and there was such a void in our lives that mm-hmm. I, my, I felt that my wife and I wouldn't really begin to heal until we had a new dog to give love to. And I actually wrote a letter to Bilbo explaining and asking if he would be okay. And I I felt that he would want us to give love to another dog who needed it. Perfect. Perfect. Now, how can people find out more about you guys? His name is Peter Bodio, like rodeo, but it's B-O-G-Y-O, Hungarian. How do we find out about you? How do people get their paws on your new book, A Dog's Life? Thanks, Arden. It's very simple. Um, I've created a website for the book which is adogslifebook.com. That's easy. Nice and easy. It's one word, adogslifebook. And that website has everything. It has information on how to order. It tells you about the book. It gives my biography. It has some of the wonderful dog photos that are in the book. My hope is that, that dog lovers will really respond to this book. Those I know have been very enthusiastic even though these are dogs who have left us, the intent is to celebrate their lives with joy and humor and for it to be a joyous experience, not a depressing one. Amen. Amen, brother. Yeah. Every day my dog passed away in 2016, Chipper, and she was my first pet safety dog to teach pet first aid classes and behavior. And with a husky and a golden retriever, you know how much hair she shed. And it didn't bother me in the least, but she lived 14 years, did a lot of great things. 
And I think I'm a better human because of dogs like Chipper. And I'm suspecting this book is also confirming that for you and others. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Dogs teach us a lot about unconditional love, about appreciation, about enthusiasm. And, you know, they look to us for everything, their food, their affection, their walk, their exercise, their play. Yes, I I know my life would be far, far emptier without a dog to share it with. All right, guys, here's your homework assignment. Go to adogslifebook.com and get a copy of Peter Bogiel's new book, A Dog's Life. I'm telling you, it's going to make your day. And, And think about considering it as a gift for all those that you can't see in person now because of COVID, but give them a little joy too. So I am not your marketing agent, Peter, but from one author to another, I can do what I can to get the word out because folks, this is a great book. It's a book that's going to make you, like I said, you're going to laugh, you're going to smile and any tear that drops is a tear of joy. So again, Peter, I'm so happy that you could be a guest on our show. You survived my bad jokes. Well, I I think we, I discovered we have something in common. We both like puns. Yes, we do. I used to have a pun jar, but you know, I would fill a house. So I've stopped collecting. It's kind of like somebody I know who just got on our show that has Scottish Terrier memorabilia, Peter. All right. So again, guys, go to adogslifebook.com. Check out Peter, check out the book buy it. And I also want to do a big pause up to our producer, Mark Winner. He is the wizard of pause. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. You know what, folks? We have been on the air 13 years, and I'm happy to announce that Peter's episode is number 401. No free cars. I am not Oprah. But this just tells you people are digging the podcast, and we were doing it before anybody knew what a podcast was. So if you get bored, go to ardenmore.com and please tune in to all the shows on Pet Life Radio. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.